0: Yeah. I don't really want no problem with niggas, I don't really want no problem with hoes I'm rope play, know these lanes gon' switch up, but fuck it, that's life, my nigga Gotta know how to rise from the lows to the highs Just open your eyes to this whole enterprise, kick so with a vibrant nose By the damn pistol in a ride, if mama knew about would the fist thrown to the side of my jugular Cause I was a rugged one, running through the hood, becoming another sun cage In a cycle of no good, felt pain, feel pain for the whole hood, nigga Mike Mistakes is what made me a killer, Mics ain't safe, I bang like a real I. Ain't changed still the same, just the real vibe The more you know self, the more you giving real advice Let me feel your energy as you living right Them negative vibes not allowed Them snakes how I will, but I always peep any given night The mode, nigga, how that sound? They gon' always take shots when you not around But well, fuck it, that's the game with these out of bounds Niggas, my game, don't mix up my lane Won't switch, cause you can't be fake when you got a crown nigga. well shit, I don't really know about you But I'ma get money, get money, get money, get They think I give a damn about your crew? You niggas real funny, real funny, real funny, real funny
1: Hey girl. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You sound so happy. <laughs> oh, I mean, I guess I just took a shower. Oh, <laughs> <I'm weak. laughs> that's a good thing. So lively. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Yes, you know, cold does wonders. I I can imagine. I truly, truly. You understand. <laughs> I can't even believe it's been two years since I graduated from that place. I know. can't believe that I actually graduated. I, was actually- Ooh, I made it. Oh, <laughs> no, it's over. You ain't got to go back. It's just you. I really don't. Right. <laughs> they can email me after I pay these loans. I don't want to hear no calls. I don't want to hear nothing from them. <laughs> I cannot. No, it's good, though. It's good. have you been enjoying home? Um, the ATL, how's that, been? It's, like, weird because, you know, okay, still, like, middle of quarantine, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. I'm just, like, trying to adjust to, like, being an adult, but also, like, not... I. I'm an adult, but I don't feel like a full adult because, like, I don't have an apartment and, like, I still live at home. So I'm like a child adult. A child so no, I've never heard to... that name before. <laughs> My mom calls me a ch-adult. It's really annoying. A chadult? I love it. <laughs> I'm like, absolutely not. That's not what I am. Um, But, I mean, I'm just still going through all the regular phases. It's just like, Hyper now because it's like, okay, let's find new friends. Oh, wait, you can't find yeah. new friends because, like, you're in the middle of quarantine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I am that still, transition like, hey, away now. from your, yeah, that transition from your group <laughs> at college to, you know, the friends at home or if they're yeah. even still friends because, you know, right. if he would be switching up on you too. Right. I mean, people got to grow and, like, do their own thing, which is fine. Just, like, okay. If you could send a replacement friend, that would be great. Okay. <laughs> Not a replacement. <laughs> so, like, I have somebody else to do all these things with. But, no, I've been hanging out with some people, which has been cool. Um, oh, I forgot. We're actually, like, trying to low-key go to Noah. but I'll to talk to you about that later. Yes. No, please. Please give me the details when you have them, for sure. Yes, yes, I will do that. I'm super happy to be talking to you. I know. I mean, I'm glad that people come on my podcast in general, but, like, I'm glad to also just because it's been so long. (laughs) No, seriously, yes. Like, Jesus. Yeah, my life is, like, interesting now. I feel, yeah, I'm, like, mature-ish like sometimes you I choose to do, yeah. Sometimes I choose to do like dumbass shit, just because, as we all do. I think that's normal. <laughs> <laughs> then like as adults we may do it more. <laughs> right, eighty-five percent of the time I don't. So like mature. <laughs> but yeah, um, if you want to like just tell everybody who I'm talking to. Um, um, oh, yeah, I got to introduce myself. I forgot. Yeah. so uh, Just, like, introduce yourself. You can say whatever you want. Cool, cool, cool. So, hey, everyone. My name is Mimi, also in Cleveland, Ohio, currently residing in New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, Pronouns she had hers. Um, I guess I would say I I am now a POSSE trainer. I've been um, with the foundation for about
0: two years,
1: and it's basically like a college access program that offers support to high school students all the way through their college journey. So I'm trying to get into college access and um, things of the sort of like education, counseling, and things that really support our young black and brown students. Yeah. That's a little bit yeah. about me. Woop whoop yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Mimi basically, like, helped me get my shit together while I was in college, so. That's the connection. <laughs> <laughs> and then she left, and I was like, okay, going to look. Like uh, and then I left. That <laughs> you made it seem like I just abandoned you. And then I left. She <laughs> missed no. me. I graduated. <laughs> <laughs> that place. I had to leave Worcester. I know. You did yeah, have to go. Yeah. People have to fucking go. But, yeah. I, um, I remember you when you were in first year. That's so scary, is that I remember coming back abroad and meeting you. This this cute little petite curly-haired girl. I was like, who is she? Why is she so loud? I know. I was so loud. I mean, I'm still loud, but like, oh, like obnoxious. <laughs> I don't know. I just. <laughs> no, it was beautiful. You you, you were ah, a beautiful spirit. Still is. <laughs> thank you. I think I just, like, needed to be heard. Like, I needed somebody to hear me. I was like, look, y'all must fucking go hear me. Like, just because I'm, like, small <laughs> and, like, I look quiet. Like, please don't get it mistaken. Like, I yeah. definitely have some shit to say. <laughs> no, you did. You did. I'm I did. <laughs> <laughs> thank you boo so yeah that kind of goes into what we're going to talk about today um yeah so like I I mean I've been wanting to talk about this for a while just because I'm trying to low-key do it myself and like I feel like a lot of my listeners are people who have recently graduated um or at some point yeah. are going to graduate from college or at some point are going to like face a transition in their life so I just wanted to kind of like talk to you because I know that you just had like A lot of tips on transitioning, and you like went through a lot low key with like transition. Like you transitioned a couple times post grad. Um, yes, multiple times, and like changed a couple times. I mean, everybody's (laughs) still changing. So I just wanted to talk to you about that because I think you have a lot to offer to the people. Um, so yeah, I just first wanted to like ask you. How many times do you think, like, in your life you've had to, like, transition? And that can look like multiple things, as I was talking about earlier. Oh, man. Oh, I'm um, thinking how many. I, I feel like there are so many transitions that people go through. Like, it's hard to, to count. Like, it's hard to keep up with the number. Um, yeah, what I are, think like, those, your biggest ones? Yeah, I think those real pivotal moments was, of course, I would have to say going to the College of Worcester for one, just because I was so used to my double at home. Like mm-hmm. I'm from Cleveland, but going to going to Worcester felt like a whole nother nother entity, a whole nother place. You know, like Worcester and Cleveland are polar opposites. You know, like from seeing my family and black folks on every corner, you know, the ice cream truck coming down the street. To going to a very, very white conservative area where if I went down the street, there could have been, like, bottles or, you know, mean looks and stares, even from people Mm -hmm. at the school, you know. So it wasn't always, like, the residents of the town. It was, like, from young peers. So I think it was, like, such a huge, like, culture shock for me just to experience it because I was like in the same state you know I was still in Ohio so to see it just like an hour hour and a half away this is like a completely new mindset that people have about you know the people of color it's like a huge transition for me just to feel comfortable you know to like Mm -hmm. actually go out or just to you know speak Mm -hmm. my mind in spaces that weren't filled with people that look like me you know, that was really much what I had to adjust to. And I think people was like, oh, well, you're from Cleveland. You can just go back home, you know, but who wants to go home every day or every other day? <laughs> you know, like you want to have some stability in your life. So for me, it wasn't always like, oh, you could take the trip home and get a breath of fresh air. You know, when I have my like clubs and organizations that I want to be a part of, they're always on campus. So, I think that one had to be the the biggest, you know, just because of what I was used to wasn't necessarily there anymore. Like, I had yeah. to find those places and those people to really be the safe haven for me. So, mm-hmm. that was, like, the, the biggest one. And then, of course, like, life after undergrad, I think everyone is feeling like that transition is so hard. And I, for me, it was super hard because I was still unsure, you know, what life was like. Like, what do I do now that I don't have this bubble of Worcester? What do I do now that my friends are all leaving and going to different places in the country? You know, like, some of us are still in states. Some of us are going to L.A., um, mm-hmm. New York, just everywhere. And then it was just like, wow, I'm like, losing people and losing things, you know, you feel a sense of uncertainty. So I think I went through that phase. But um, when I thought I had a job that I thought I was going to love and, and go, like, over the heels for, I mm. I just was not happy. Like, at all. Like, I really thought I was going to... And the job was TSA. I thought I was going to, you know, work for Teach for America. But I... I transitioned to Atlanta for our training, and I just fell into a hole. You know, like, I was like, what What am I doing? Do yeah. you want to teach? <laughs> you know, yeah, like I was like, do I really want to teach? Is teaching for me? You know, do the kids like me? You know, like, it was so many questions going through my head. But then mm-hmm. I think I really realized it is when I wasn't happy. Like, I wasn't waking up happy. I wasn't waking up as myself. So I like, made another transition and, you know, came to New Orleans finally and some in a place that I was super happy in and, and ready to, like, actually, you know, expand myself as a person, you know, because mm-hmm. I was so used to my bubble. Like, when you get comfortable in a space or in an area that you're familiar with and you know everything about it, it takes so much strength and just courage to leave it and go to a whole other, you know, place. And right. It was definitely huge for me in that, in that sense. Yeah, I think for me, so like, okay, I'm dramatic, so for me, um, like, we- <laughs> <laughs> I have to preface with saying that, I'm dramatic. Because just because I feel like everybody isn't going to view, like, transitions the same, so like, for me in my life, I had multiple transitions, so, like, I always kind of like okay the first transition in my life that was super big was like from middle school to high school because where I grew up which was like a suburban area um if you like there's like two middle or there's like three main middle schools and three of them feed into the same high school but then like within each of those three middle schools they split and like feed into different high schools so like Mm. You could low-key just end up not going to school with anybody that you knew. So, like, or it would just be, like, completely different because you get there and everybody's, like, either playing sports or, like, they're, like, already want to do, like, band or, like, whatever the hell. I don't know. I was in chorus, so I can't really get on anybody about being in band. Um. (laughs) But... But uh, that was, like, my first transition, and, like, I also just had, like, a rough time growing up. Like, as we were talking about earlier, I was always super skinny, um, always, like, at first I was really quiet-ish because I just, like, didn't know how to speak up for myself. So I was used to, like, sort of just letting things fizzle out, like, friendships. Like, I wasn't really trying to hold on to them or, like, build them because i was like if people want to leave like they're just gonna leave which is kind of sad but yeah, you know, like yeah. i was like i was like you know it's whatever bro like you guys ain't chasing, chasing those bodies yeah <laughs> i wasn't trying to like except for when it came to boys but that was a whole other issue that i had to deal with later
0: right <laughs> but
1: regardless <laughs> what i'm saying is like i think middle school to high school is a big transition then high school to college Was big because by the time I got to like my senior year, I was just like, I want to get Georgia so bad. Like I was like, I don't care. Like I never want to see any of these people like again, except for like my really close friends. Like of course I wanted to see them, but besides them, like I was just like, I have to go. Like I was like, I can't stay here anymore. Like I've been in the same place for way too long. Like I don't fit in. I'm just like always the odd one out. So like if I don't leave now, like I don't know. I'm like, it's not what if I don't leave? Like, I was I was like, I'm leaving. <laughs> I just don't know where I'm leaving. And, like, it was a running joke that, like, I was going to go as far as possible, even if I didn't know where it was on the map. I was like, I don't care. And like, you I, did. I <laughs> and I you sure went did. from and... Atlanta to there. Yeah, you to definitely went as far as there could be. <laughs> in the middle of Ohio, I don't have, like, I don't have family in Ohio, which is, like,
0: the number no.
1: one thing that people do wrong. Like, well, not that the people do wrong, but like mom's like, oh, you want to go somewhere? We're like, yeah, families so like, you have people to check on you. Nope, I'm like, nah, just go. <laughs> um, oh, the transition God. to college wasn't even like, it wasn't super hard for me. I think the transition really was difficult with myself. Like, it was a big like, find myself moment, or the first time in my life where I actually had to like find myself and. Yeah. Like, discover who I was in embarrassing to other people or, like, to stop comparing myself to other people. Um, So, I totally get that. And, like, yeah, I, I think. I couldn't agree. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Like, it was yeah. just so interesting because, yeah, I think even over time, like, Worcester becomes a little bubble. But I think you know that, like, all these things are, like, temporary. So, like, you know that, like, Worcester only has, like, kind of like a four- Four to five years, yeah. And so you're just like, eventually, yeah. like I'm gonna leave this place, or well, that's the intention. So I'll be trying to stay and shit. Um <laughs> uh, and I agree because I think for me it was like I had to gain a sense of independence throughout mm-hmm. these transitions. You know, like when you go to pilot, you you go into it sometimes on your own. You know, not knowing people around you or not necessarily, you know, coming in with a posse, like, people who know yeah. where you're from and can go on this ride with you, you know, like, for me, it was, like, okay, I'm I'm going to college, you know, like, a lot of my family aren't, you know, in college or, you know, haven't gone to college, so I don't have that mm-hmm. type of guidance, you know, yeah. anymore, you know, so it's, like, I'm, I'm really head-on tackling this journey by myself, and then for me, I, I came out of like a four year relationship in high school going into college single, Ooh, you know. You. It was like, Oh, I'm I'm leaving that that system, that person, you know, that mm-hmm. was my support and now I'm going in by myself and something totally new and even that you yeah. have to kinda of have some like grinding for yourself. Because I feel like this is true for anybody. No one is going to have your back like you are going to have your back. So yep. you have to always, you know, take care of you and what's needed for you, what's best for you. You know, because as much as people say, oh, I got you, I love you, I'm to rock with you, things change. Yep. You know, people change. And, and and it happens, yeah. So I think for me it was the transition of being independent, like leaving mom. Leaving, you know, my nieces and nephews, like, leaving all of those folks, you know, in a sense, not behind, but just in this place while I go and do something better for myself. Uh, That Mm -hmm. was a real, like, mental transition for me because I felt guilty at one point. I was like, I'm leaving people who I love and who need me, but I'm not bettering myself staying here. Like I can't just work a nine-to-five and expect me to have... The type of progress I see for me happen, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and I, and not taking away from anybody that does nine to five. Like if that is your hustle, you be the best damn hustler nine to five person ever, you know. You but I that, me. yeah, like I just knew for me, I had to leave and expand myself in a new region, and a new you know area for that to take place. So that was a mental transition for me. Yeah, and I knew, like, a lot of people in my family as well weren't going to, like, be able to exactly relate to what I was going through, like, because a lot of my yeah. family members, like, might have gone to a little bit of college and didn't finish or, like, didn't go. And so I think right. sure my, right. my mom and my cousin, Dale, are, like, first gen. Like, they are the first people to graduate from college, like, period. And then after that, like, even the cousins who are my age, like, some of them just either – went to college for a little bit and like didn't finish, which is like no shame on that. Or like they just chose not to go and like went into different avenues. So it's just like a lot of the times I wasn't like the things that I was going through and the things that they were going through were completely different paths.
0: And like, I think that that's something that,
1: yeah, (laughs) yeah, I think that that's like something that we have to understand as well when you're like transitioning into a new phase of life is that you can't take everybody with you. Like some people just, it's just not going to match. Like, I think one thing that's been happening to me right now is just, like, a lot of my friends are either, well, not a lot of my friends, but, like, a lot of my peers, I'll say that, are, like, in yeah. these committed relationships, and so they're, like, yeah, we're moving in together, or, like, yeah, we're about to have a kid, and I'm just, like, <laughs> I'm, like, yeah. baby, that's not having at, like... <laughs> Right. Yeah. So, like, I guess, like, how do you go about, like, Kind of staying in your own lane on your path and not getting distracted by like what majority of everybody else is doing. Um. Wow. Well, yeah. I think for me, it's been the goals I've set for myself. Mm-hmm. Like, what do I see myself doing? And I and I do it very like, strategic. Like, I don't sometimes go like, oh, what's my five year plan? What's my my three year plan? sometimes my plan is, what is my weekly plan? What mm. is my monthly plan? Like, what is feasible yeah. for me to tackle as as an individual, you know? Yeah. Because you get so distracted and caught up in, like, the outside world, like, social media, you see people, I ha- like you said, having kids and having corporate huge jobs, you know, making six-plus figures. And for me, it's just, like, I know I still have work. To do for myself before Mm -hmm. I can see see me Mm -hmm. taking care of another being. Like, I just don't see myself having children right now. And I feel like that's okay. I, yeah. No, like, and I feel like that's okay. Like, a lot of people, it's like the roles are switched. Like, if you have kids now, that's normal. But if you wait 20 more years down the line, you're too old to have kids. You know, like, Mm why do you wait so long? There's so much criticism around if you're not going by this certain plan, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think for me, I, I really have to set hard stone um, goals and, and goals that are actually, like, things that I can accomplish. You know, like, in my weekly plan, I'm not about to be like, oh, I can, you know, change and make in the whole organization, you know, of this week. No. You, right. you, you, you start like, no, your research.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, point. I'm going to
1: start with my research. I'm going to start reading my books you know, I'm going to start reaching out to folks. Like, some things that are, are very much attainable for me to do, mm-hmm. especially by yourself, you know? Like, if you're out here and you're trying to make it on your own without maybe the support of family or friends, you have to do things that are, are feasible for you as a human being. So I think that is has been my biggest thing, is just like setting goals and actually following through with them. That's so hard to do when you get so caught up in like what's going on everywhere else. Like COVID is happening, Um, racial injustices are still like occurring. You know, we're still dealing with things that are very much like heartwarming, like things that are very touchy. So for me, it sometimes may be like, hey, today you just need to take care of you and resent yourself for the rest of the week. You know, like what does that look Mm -hmm. like? Because I'm starting off the week shitty. There's no way I'm going to make it through all the goals I set, you know. If I don't even have the right mindset, I'm not eating, you know. You have to really dive into what it looks like for what you need to prosper and to move forward. Yeah, I don't even think about anybody else's lives because, for me, I'm not living it, you know. So it's good (laughs) for having kids. Um, Blessings to you and yours. (laughs) But for and me, <laughs> I already know. <laughs> I just know. Like, that's the I mean. Like, I'm not hating. I'm not mad. It is all love. But for me, I just know that's not in my part right now. And, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I think some people have to come to the the realization of that first. Like, if you yeah. know you, you're you not ready for something, that is okay. How do you prepare to get ready? You know, like, what is it that you need to get ready, whether it's to have a family, whether it is to move, you know, on your own, whether it is to graduate, you know, like, go to school, whatever it is, what do you need? Because following everybody else, you'll just become, like, one of their little, you know, train marks. There's nothing that you following them is going to do for you. hmm so, Yeah. Yeah. you thinking, kids I say, girl's best. Oh, girl, ha! Ha, ha. I, like, I, I always think it's, like, super funny how people just immediately jump from, like, either not having kids to having kids. And I'm just, like, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm, like okay, pause. Yeah. there's, like, there's birth control, you know, I mean, if you, like, need to go get an abortion, like, that's totally something that can be done. I'm, like y'all just really just hop into, like, the parent world just really fast, and I'm just, like, there are other options here, like, and I'm gonna take those, like, and I'm, like, nothing against you if you feel like you're ready to have a kid at your big age, but, like you said, like, uh, it's just not in my cards right now. Um, Oh, oh, cards. (laughs) Not in my cards. I'm claiming my time before I have to reclaim it, like, yeah, I need to work on me before I even think about teaching and, and you know, helping a, a baby, you know, become the person that they need to be, you know, like helping someone mm-hmm. is so hard. Because that's, that's your child. That is your child regardless of what happens yeah, that means they're going to be like you. Yeah. Oh. And I don't know if I'm ready for somebody to be like me yet. No. <laughs> Exactly, and my thing is, if you if you have a child and you don't really know yourself yet, but you have this child and they're going to be like you, but you don't know you, then how can you expect them to like be this successful like being when you have nothing to like give them? It's like trying to pour from an empty cup. Yeah, but um, that's a conversation for it. a different day. I'm weak. The conversation um, that. The next I time have the you stay, <laughs> Right. I ain't got the answer for none of that right now. But, um, mm-hmm. so, like, when you're going through these transitions and like setting your goals and like focusing on yourself, how do you like still leave room for like happiness? Like, because for me right now, so like in my current life transition, I am like post grad, mm-hmm. I'm like because of COVID, I'm working. Um, like a service job, like I'm working at Starbucks, just trying to like make ends meet, um, staying yeah. at home, yeah. like saving where I can, paying on student loans where I can, paying bills, like I pay bills, not where I can, That I, I, pay, I pay my bills. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so. so I think a major thing that I've been just battling with is like, okay, do I have the room to like make this one decision that will make me happy right now? Even though, like long term, I'm supposed to be saving for this, or like long term, I'm supposed to be like preparing to do this. So, like, how do you go about like deciding what's like worth the risk and what's like okay? I just need to like hold off on this right now. Oh, okay, yeah. I think for me, deciding. I, well, that's the thing. I'm I'm a risk taker, you know. So when I decided to come to New Orleans, like by myself, I have no family out here. Um, I just knew in my heart that I was going to be happier, regardless. Like yeah. I could have went to Canada, but I, you know, like in my heart, I just knew I would have been happier anywhere, but Ohio. You know, you know? and I'm not gonna lie, like oh, I'm never really telling anybody about this. So, like, I had, like, this huge, like, depression phase where, like, after I quit TSA, I was pretty much, like, I'm stuck. You know, like, I I didn't know what I was going to be doing. I had just, you know, celebrated, you know, all these monumental things in my life, like, graduating college and getting honors on my thesis, you know, all these happy things that you think are going to, like keep you happy and last for a lifetime. Like, that feeling is, is so, you know, inimaginable. But then, like, life hit. And then yeah. I spent, like, three, four months out in Atlanta realizing I didn't want to stay out there to work with cafe. And then I just came home with, like, nothing. Like, no plan, no goals. You know, like, I really, I felt like I hit rock bottom at one point. But mm-hmm. for me... My mom and I, we had like a serious conversation. She was like, what is going to make you happy? You know? And, yeah. and that was like the the pivotal question. Like, it like sparked, you know, flies. And it was like, what what do you need? Like, what is going to make you happy? Because at one point I was just waking up, sitting in the bedroom or like sitting on the couch, watching TV for hours. And I, and I wasn't doing anything that made me happy. So mm-hmm. I started off very slow what made me happy was cooking a full course meal you know and eating it you know like actually cooking for myself enjoying the meal and just and and having that moment of peace for me you know so i started yeah. doing things that made me very happy by like just doing the basics taking walks you know and then i started reading more and then i started breaking out of that that habit of just sitting in bed and, like, being in my own, like, full of their face, So I really was, like, what do what do I need to do to make me happy? And then I was, like, getting a job. Like, what, what yeah. is my career going to look like? So I started doing research, and I started reaching out to folks. You know, once you get out of that the defeated mode of, like, oh, my God, I feel so sorry for myself. You know, people are going to think I'm a failure, once you get out of that mode, you start to really get in the groove of things that you need to do to move mm-hmm. forward and progress. So that was what I did. I, like, started doing basics that I felt were needed for me to move forward, and then I started actually thinking about my future. I now I don't want to stay home. So what now? You know, like, you know you don't want to be at home, so how do you get out of your mom's crib? So then I researched and I actually reached out to a couple of my mentors and then they recommended Posse. So I was like, wow, like, if I really decide to do Posse in New Orleans, can I be on my own? Is it something I should see myself doing, like, independent of my mom and family and friends? And I was like, yes. And that made me happy to know that I could do it. Even if I, I had failed getting there, it was a fact that I had the mindset that I could do it. Yeah, so I, I took a gamble, and I left with, like, one suitcase and just clothes that I was hoping would make it for the month. Like, just things that I was like, I could get through the month with these items. And I ended up finding an apartment on my own three months later. You know, I feel like staying with somebody, a mutual friend of, uh, of a friend. And, um, yeah, it was just really, like, taking those risks and knowing that, if they don't start off great, you can work towards, you know, where you wanna be. So that's not mm-hmm. to me. But I'm a risk taker, so some people may be like, girl, you're crazy for even thinking of going to New Orleans by yourself when you're doing that. But you know, like it ends up going well and you know, I think a lot of people need to like take those moments of chances because sitting on yeah. hoping that things are gonna come to you, girl. That's not that. how it works. You're, you'll be waiting forever you'll yeah, be waiting I a, forever i have a friend that i talk about like empty prayers with and i'm just like you know these empty prayers y'all be making you be like i pray that i like get this nine to five job or pray that i like make this money or pray whatever whatever pray i get into this program but then they'll be doing none of the work to like prep to get into the program like you're not seeking out the people that you need to talk to, you're not, like, preparing yourself to really do this job, you're not, like, preparing to look like what, like, look at, like, what costs coming to move into this area, like, you're just sitting there twiddling your thumbs, and like you said, like, I, because I think I went through this period, too, but I think I went through this period in a very, like, different way because of COVID, so, like, Mm, all of my senior year, all of my senior year, I was, stressed about the future like so much I don't think it made me live less in the present because I think that I was able to snap myself back from time to time but like I always tell people I'm like my senior thesis was easy because I have to worry about like real life and not to say that your senior thesis or like writing or scholarship is not real life because it very much is but I'm just like you know I I had the confidence that I was going to succeed at my senior thesis, so yeah. I did. But I didn't have the yeah. same confidence that I was going to secure a post-grad job that was going to be worthy of all these, like, congrats and accolades and things of that nature. Like, I had friends who were getting job offers to work at fucking Google and, like, all, like Turner and all these big-name companies, mm-hmm. Comcast, whatever, and I'm just, like, sitting here yeah. getting – rejection emails upon rejection emails upon rejection emails and I think there was a consistent time during COVID where like I was applying to jobs and like going to class faithfully and was not making any leeway no interviews no nothing and like it was just so heartbreaking I was just like I'm a failure like I'm not gonna make it. Like I'm just gonna stay at home for the rest of my life and like Yeah, that's how I felt I was I was like, I just let go of a salary job. What is wrong with you? You oh, know, like that's God. what I asked myself. I like, Why why would you do that? Right. You because know there were, <laughs> there were small offers along the way, but I just I knew that it wasn't gonna mm. make me happy, so I let it go and mm. then like you always go back you and you're like, Are you sure? That, that was the right decision. Yeah, you yeah. know. Oh, girl, you sound like me. It was so scary, girl. I was it's like very scary here. You talk. So. It was yeah, really bad. It's, but I think, like you said, like what I had to do was just like start doing small things to make me happy. So like, I was like, okay, if I'm here in Georgia for you know whatever amount of time, and like I can't get like a quote unquote real job right now what is, like, a decent job that's going to make me happy? And I was, like, I can learn how to be a barista. And so, like, I was, like, cool. (laughs) We're going to learn how to be a barista, and we're going to be good as hell at it, and I'm going to get out the house and, like, yeah, make some money in the bean time. And so, like, that's the thing that is, like, because what makes me happy is, like, providing normalcy to my day. But also makes me happy is taking a break from that normalcy from time to time. So, like, I know, like, I was talking about, I've been hanging out with a group of friends, and, like, how we, like, bonded is we went on this trip together, and so now we're, like, mm-hmm. the group that, like, goes on trips together, and so I'm just, like, okay, nah. like, you know, I work really hard. Do I deserve to go on this trip? I could die tomorrow. Yeah. So, yes, I do deserve to go on this trip. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just like, Girl, that's like a drastic trend. I was mad <laughs> Exactly. This is what I'm talking about. This is why I have to tell people that I'm dramatic because you can't listen. Like you can't listen to my advice and not be as dramatic as I am. Like you can't be like, oh yeah, I could casually die tomorrow. Let me go buy myself this food. Like that's how my Absolutely. mind works. So it's, 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 it's give and take. You oh, know, and that's the thing too. I, I tell people like. Like, I say this, so I'm a real sacred, so I'm a different breed. Like, my whole body, mindset, aura, like, I'm just different. So sometimes my advice is not, like, the typical advice, you know, you would hear from others. But I would say, like, one thing that is true is, like, literally ask yourself, what is going to make me happy? You know, like, for me, it was getting up, making my bed, fixing me some food, and, you know, taking walks. You know, a lot of people say, like, they do yoga, they go to therapy, you know, they take those extra steps, but those are the things that help them become happy, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I really feel like that is, like, a crucial thing to ask yourself and to understand what it means, you know, because, like you said, for you, it was just simply getting out of the house and finding you a job. You know, it might not have been the job you wanted, but it's a job you got, you earned, and you work at it, you know, in order to reach where you actually want to be at in life. And and it's not going to happen. I think too, people have this, this idea that things are going to happen overnight. And it's like, baby, I, I wish, <laughs> you know, things could happen so quickly and, you know, in those 24, 48 hour times, But you really have to, to work towards your goals because. If it's Great, easy, like it's not going to last long. Yeah, if it's mm-hmm. easy, it's not going to last long. But if you work at it and you put the time and the patience in it now, it's going to be something worthwhile. So, yeah, and, like, that's, even that's, if it, it is easy, yeah, like, if it's easy, like, is it going to satisfy you? Like, is because be, I don't, yeah. like for yeah. me, like, I don't like things that are too easy. Like, I don't like getting into colleges that I can easily get into. And I don't like getting jobs that were, like, easy for me to get. And, like, that doesn't um, – that's not the same as, like, getting something that's meant for you because you can go through the trials and get something that's meant for you. I just don't want to, like, find myself settling consistently. And I think you can settle for a period of time to do something that meets your needs, but, like, you shouldn't find yourself settling time after time after time after time even as Mm -hmm. your life, like, opens up new avenues and stuff like that. So I think that's really fair. Um, And, like, just to, like, wrap this up, I kind of just wanted to ask, like, one more question because I know we've talked about the people that we have to, like, let go of in the past and, like, grow outside of. So, like, how do you still stay, like, connected to your past in, like, a healthy way? Like, how do you maintain those friendships that, like, or simply college friendships Mm -hmm. or, like, your family who, like, you've moved away from? Like, how do you stay connected to those people? Yeah. Um, Well, I, by me being so far away, um, those daily calls or texts really do keep me grounded, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, especially because there's a time difference, you know, like, for me and my folks. Like talking yeah. to my mother, for instance, gives me the the energy. You know, like she revitalizes me. Like she gives me the motivation, that extra push. Um, because you, you you might have those moments. I know for me, I have definitely had those moments of like feeling very lonely, or just like wow, like you know, I'm happy with my life, but you know, I don't have that many people to share with like I would back home. You know, like. You know, my friends. So I think those daily calls, FaceTime calls, you know, whatever, you know, people do to keep in touch, those have helped me tremendously just stay connected and grounded. Because sometimes yeah. you get so wrapped up in your own world, like, you forget. Like, I forgot what happened in Cleveland or, like, what my folks my go through, you know. Mm-hmm. So I try not to miss those moments. You know, because I'm so, you know, lost in my own world, they'll call me or, you know, we'll have, like, a group message and a group-based phone call to just really, really, like, love on each other and just be there and catch up and talk about anything. Like, I feel like you have people that are so understanding and so chill about you just venting and having those moments to just talk to them. That really helps. You know, like, just keep the relationship as strong as it was if y'all were in person or in the same state. So that's yeah. really how I've been very much connected and staying grounded. is just calling kind of, Um, I'm not the best texter anymore because I will <laughs> sometimes with my phone, like, in my hand. But, like, I love, like, those FaceTime calls after 8 o'clock when I'm not doing anything and watching, like, reruns on TV. Those are like mm-hmm. really sometimes the highlights of my moment, like my day and moment, because my job can get so stressful, you know. So yeah, I try to do that, but I would definitely say cut people off, and mm-hmm. <laughs> if you just know in your if you know that in your heart that they are not ready for the new transition that you're experiencing, it is okay to do that too. I've cut people off, I've ended relationships. You know, I feel like those are all in the efforts of making me a healthier and happier person because I think health is a holistic thing for you. Like, it's not just your weight, your body. It's about your mental. It's about your emotional. So don't feel the need to keep in touch with people just because, like, keep in touch with those people because they they allow you to be you. They mm-hmm. give you something, and you give them something. Like, it's a reciprocal relationship
0: with the mm-hmm. love you
1: give. You know? Like, don't hold on to people because you feel like you have to. Like, if it's baggage, it's baggage. You know? Like, if you know they're toxic, mm-hmm. let them go. You know? Like, if they're yeah. even carrying toxic, you know, energy into a fresh, new transition of your life. Because that's how I felt. I had to bring old people or you know, like old oh, relationships or or things in my life because I just was immature for all Or you know, been in the beginning with me type things. But no, like I said, people mm-hmm. change and it's great. It's life. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I think oh, yeah. a big thing for me was like just putting my pride aside and being like, okay, I haven't heard from so and so in like a really long time, and I care about like maintaining this friendship. So just let me just. Go ahead and reach out. <laughs> yeah. And then you feel, like, so bad, like, oh, my God, I haven't reached out in months. But then what y'all do is, like, go back to old times. Like, it's been, like, yesterday. Exactly. Yeah, you you got to get over that thing. you, you got to get over that. Oh, they don't hate me because I haven't talked to them. I was the same way because it would have been, like, months. I think it would have like months to really get stable and grounded in New Orleans. And I was just like my own world, Like it wasn't like I was nervous. It was just so busy and hectic for me to jump. But like people mm-hmm. understand. And I think when they do understand and they still rock with you, no matter how long you haven't talked to to them, you're good. That that relationship would definitely withstand anything. Yeah. <sighs> well, yeah, that is transitioning. I feel like the end of SZA's album when she's like, and that's all about control. <laughs> like what I like what she's that. trying to like wrap up <laughs> the end of the album? Yeah. I, <laughs> I felt that yeah. I felt that. But yeah right. I feel like as far as you have good, you know good energy and set to go and do things at your own pace. Transitions are a lot smoother than you think. You know. Is this a day to day process? Mm-hmm. I think like the best advice just overall I can give is just like just be gentle with yourself during transitions and just know that like everybody's journey looks different. Very um yeah. so like you cannot like this is totally not the time to try and compare yourself to somebody else. Like, oh well so and so like is right, yeah. doing this. That's great for so-and-so. So-and-so has a family. <laughs> like, so-and-so is fine. Like, they don't have great Great for yeah. yeah, I hope they yeah. have a great like, time. <laughs> <laughs> no, that comparison thing, that's real. Like, comparing yourself and, you know, life has always, like, inflicted age, time periods on us. Like, oh, by 22 I have to graduate. By 24 I have to have a job. By 26, 27 I have to have a family, 30, married, whatever. No. Mm-hmm. Please break that that norm of going by this age time frame for things, because it's, it's not gonna be like that. Yeah. Yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah, I gotta let that <laughs> shit go. But mm. oh my gosh, okay. Let me go ahead and get off of here. I'm actually gonna call you later. Um oh, wait. Yeah, I'm gonna call Thank I miss you. and love you. I know. We're going to catch up about all the things. Yeah. My life is truly something. I have so many stories. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm totally here. You know, I got you regardless. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll just, um, I'll text you and see what time you're, like, free later tonight, and then I'll give you a call. Okay, cool. Thank, Thank you I for know. having me. This was oh, beautiful. Course. of course. I'll talk to you later. I hope it helps. <laughs> I know it. It'll be fine, girl. I'll just be talking. Yes, <laughs> you do. <did> you silly. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk to you later. Okay, boo. Okay. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you too.
0: I spot the fake and the truth, the hate and the love and the hate be from you. The love from a place that is loyal to whom be loyal to you, my nigga. True. I don't really know about you, but I'ma get money, get money, get money. Get. Think I give a damn about your crew. You niggas real funny, real funny, real funny. Real eyes real spot the fake in the truth, the hate in the love and the hate be from you. The love from a place that is loyal to whom be loyal to you, my nigga.